All right, everybody, welcome back to the Just Browsing Podcast. Um, I'm your co-host, Zach Jones, here with my buddy, Matt. And we're here to do an NBA playoffs episode today. We were going to have a special guest, uh, one of our other buddies, Brandon, here to talk a little NBA hoops. But due to some unforeseen circumstances, he had to bail last minute. So since we're here... His dog got sprayed by a skunk. (laughs) I wasn't going to put his business all out there on the street, but... Uh, since we're here, Matt and I decided to just go ahead and record a podcast. Um, as we've discussed on some of our last episodes with the movie franchise bracket, you know, this is the just browsing podcast. We want to cover a lot of different topics on this podcast. And one of those that we are both passionate about and that our friends are passionate about are sports in general and especially NBA basketball. So NBA playoffs are in full swing right now. In fact, In the background right now, um, where we're doing the podcast, the Lakers and the Portland Trailblazers are finishing up game three, and it looks like the Lakers are going to pull that one out. So we'll save that series for a few minutes from now to wait to see the final of this score, and then we can kind of talk about where all the series are at as of roughly three games in, in round one here in the Eastern and Western Conference. So yeah, so we're just going to do a little NBA playoff talk today. We might not go too long. I'm going to save most of our playoff talk prob- probably for when Brandon's back and his duck has not been <laughs> sprayed by a skunk and he's resolved that issue. So uh, Just an unfortunate go. event, you know. But we all got to deal with life on the home front, so we get it. But, yeah, I think, you know, so we can go through the teams real quick if, uh, you know, people want to know. Yeah, I think, go through the- I think what I'd like to do is – Let's establish the playoff picture. Like, let's look at the bracket and go over, okay, here, here's what the matchups are in the West. Here's what the matchups are in the East. Here's where the, all of those series are at. And then what we think those results are going to be and then kind of go forward into the playoffs and discuss who we think is going to maybe win future rounds. So, All right, well, so – You got the computer up. I'll, I got, I'll I got the, the computer up. So let's go through – well, we're going to start in the West. Um, you know, Zach and I are both Nuggets fans – Sadly, but we are. Uh, So with the one seed, you got obviously the Lakers. Uh, They're playing against the eight seed Trailblazers, like Zach just said. They're uh, currently wrapping up game three. Uh, The Rockets of Thunder, that's four, five. They just wrapped up game three a little bit earlier this evening. Uh, Our hometown Nuggets versus the Utah Jazz are three, six. And that game three was yesterday. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the Clippers Mavericks, which is two seven, was also yesterday for Game Three. So that was your Western Conference uh, side. On the East, the Bucks Magic wrapped up Game Three earlier today. That's one eight. Pacers Heat also wrapped up their game earlier today, and that's four five. Uh, the Celtics Seventy Sixers wrapped up Game Three yesterday, and that is three six. And the Raptors Nets also played yesterday, with uh, that matchup being the two and seven. So, um, I believe, is that game done? 13 seconds left. It looks like L.A. is going to win. They're up by 10 points right now. All right, so, so. so let's jump down to the 2-7 that finished yesterday then for the West, which is the Clippers-Mavericks. Okay. And the Clippers are up in that series 2-1. Um, I'm going to have to, you know, the Mavericks, they've got talent on that team, and, and they're a young team, and I can see them, you know, coming – Coming up the ranks of the Western Conference here in the next couple of years. Um, I don't see them being able to pull off this upset with Luka out. Uh, I don't know. It's an ankle sprain. They said the swelling's not bad, and I think he had an MRI, and they said it was fine. But 
we've, you know, playing basketball, playing football, we've had ankle injuries and that shit doesn't go away in a couple of days. Yeah. I was going to say, I think the main storyline now, of course, you know, if we'd have done this before the playoffs even started, we wouldn't know this information, but here we are three games in. And after last night's game, Luka Doncic has this injury and we don't know what that means for him moving forward. We don't know if it's an ankle sprain and he's, he's maybe going to be out just one or two games, or maybe that's like several weeks and he's probably not going to be back unless they make the finals. So I think the Mavericks without Luka, that really, really hurts them, especially against – it's such a tough matchup against the Clippers. I, I just yeah, – they were really scrappy with Luka in there, and I think if he's healthy and he's playing well, they do have a shot because they have pulled off a game in that series so far. Yeah, like they're playing and, and the they've Clippers been very well. competitive. Yeah. It's, it's not been blowout games. Exactly. It's been very competitive. But, and, you know, yesterday they only lost by eight, like you said, so it's been competitive. But like you said, it's – I think the main storyline here is definitely Luka's injury because if he's yeah. – if it's not a big deal and he can come back in a couple games and he's anywhere close to 100%, I think this is still a competitive series. But if he's going to be out for a while, um, I don't know what's going on with that. You know, like I think the Clippers are going to definitely take that series. Yeah, and I think, you know, that's an injury you can't rush back from. I just don't think he's – I don't think he'll be healthy enough the rest of these playoffs, uh, like you said, unless maybe they can make it to the conference finals or uh, – you know the NBA Finals, which is unfortunate. He's a he's a fun player to watch. Um, I think him and Chris Stapps are going to be a, a a duo that are going to excel. It's an exciting um, duo, man. I really like watching. I haven't seen too many Mavericks games because um, isn't wasn't this season Kristaps' um, first season back coming so he, off of his big injury? Right, because right? he was traded last year. Right, but he was hurt. He was so hurt. He couldn't yeah. Play. So seeing them back healthy playing together is really exciting because two really exciting players. And Luca, like you said, I think he's definitely the future of and the NBA. And they're young. Chris is still young, faces. too. And Chris Stops is still young, too, and very talented. Yeah. So those two together on that team are really exciting for the future. But, you know, you got the Clippers who have Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Right. It's just tough. If, if you only have one superstar going against those two superstars, chances are you're not going to be able to pull it off. Yeah, and I think the Clippers, I think they're coached very well. Um, you yeah, know, they got Doc, Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers is he's been, been there, done that. Coach. He's a proven, successful coach. Right. And, so, you know, obviously Kawhi, the silent killer, you know, doesn't want to talk anything, and then shows up on the court and he can play both ends of the court, which is, in my opinion, what I would much rather have. If you drop, you know, fifteen points, ten boards, and a couple assists, but then you can lock down, you know, the team's best offensive weapon, then. I'd much rather have you on my team than someone like a Steph Curry that, yeah, he can score a shit ton of points, but on the defensive end, he can be a liability. Yeah, and isn't Kawhi like a multiple-time defensive player of the year? Multi, winner? yeah, X, you know, so you got, MVP from last year's right. playoffs. So you got Kawhi, who's won two NBA championships, two different franchises, both times NBA Finals MVP, and he's a multiple-time defensive player of the year. That guy is a bona fide superstar, and... Um, for those who didn't know, the game yesterday, game three, when the Clippers won 130 to 122, Kawhi finished with 38 points, nine rebounds, and eight assists. Pretty dominant game there from Kawhi. So, yeah, I, I think Clippers are going to win this one. Um, I don't yeah. see this one being, especially now with the Luka injury, I just don't see this. I don't see Dallas being able to pull this one off, especially they're already down 2 1. No, they're going to they're gonna have to have uh, their bench really step up and and i mean they're gonna they're feeling a 
big hole in, in that lineup. So yeah, um, I think everybody in the NBA realm picked the Clippers to win this. Yeah, um, I do give Dallas a lot of credit. They've been fighting and playing really, really well. But I just think without Luca. I think it's going to be the next two games. Clippers are going to take it. and Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me at be, all to see the next two games. Clippers win and then right. just close it out 4-1. And then, you know, the winner of that is going to go into so, – so I think we're both – we can both agree that we think the Clippers are going to finish that yeah. series off. Yeah. And then the next series I was going to touch on would be the Nuggets-Jazz. I was going to say, because they play the winner of the Nuggets-Jazz, right? Right. Is that how it works out? Right. Okay. And, um, well – the Nuggets started off great in Game One. They, they were up by it was like twenty o- overtime points. Overtime win, right? Overtime win, Game yeah. One. They were they came out hot. They had a huge lead. Typical Nuggets fashion. They let us all down. Made it a close game. Started losing. Ended up coming back. The fourth quarter was. If you love offense, it was it was a you know entertaining Donovan Mitchell Jamal Murray matchup. Uh, just trading buckets back and forth. Nuggets pulled out Game One, and then games. Two and three, I think the Nuggets might have still been at the pool in Orlando. Yeah. Um, so we got the scores through the first three games for Nuggets Jazz. Nuggets won by 10 in the first game in overtime. It was 135-125. Like you said, pretty exciting game. Game two, Jazz win 124-105. Not even close. No. Nope. Game three yesterday was really disappointing. Not even close. Jazz win 124-87. So I don't know where the defense has been the last couple of games. What's what's bothered me, I haven't had a chance to actually sit down and watch the games because with the whole bubble scenario, it's so different than normal playoffs because they're playing at 2 o'clock. They're playing these games all throughout the day. It's almost right. like round one in March Madness where there's games all day long. So the Nuggets will be playing at like 2 in the afternoon. Well, I have to work. I can't watch. So I'm just trying to get the scoring updates and – Yesterday, all day long, I'm getting the scoring updates after every quarter, and I'm like, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. You know, it's just the, the, at pretty much every major, the end of each, like the second and third quarter, it's like we're down by 30. What's yeah. happening? Well, and, I mean, against a team that we should supposedly be at least evenly matched with, if not, we're, we're being we're, we're ranked. We're ranked higher than them in right. the playoffs, and we finished what third in the Western Conference right. in the final standings. And then they were sixth, and they were sixth. And here we games, are, just but... getting smacked. And I mean, and it's pretty much from what I can tell, all Donovan Mitchell. That guy's been kind of balling out, which is really sad because we traded him away after we drafted him. Yeah, so I'm gonna look this up. How many points he scored in all three games? But you know, as a Nuggets fan. So game one was when he went for 57. Yeah, he set a record. In a losing effort. That was, I believe that was a Jazz playoff record, wasn't it? I think or it was close. an NBA record for players like under 23, or like he was in like the top three or something for that. Yeah. So game two, he goes for 30. And then let's see, game three, he goes for 20. Right, so but let me. It's been a lot of Donovan Mitchell. So let me go through this trade for you real quick because the Nuggets traded him at the 13th pick. So let me uh, scroll down to it. Because what year was that? Because this is actually news to me. I mean, not news to me, but I'd like to get the official breakdown of this because I don't know enough of the details about it. So this was. Two or three years ago, uh, 2017, so three years ago. Okay. So this was the trade. 
the Jazz acquired Donovan Mitchell at the 13th pick from the Nuggets for Trey Lyles and the number 24 pick. <laughs> and Donovan Mitchell's been frying right. ever since he got to the he, NBA. He's done nothing but go to Utah and become their best player in the right. face of the franchise, basically. Which is not the worst thing in the world because the Nuggets the last couple of seasons have been a really good regular season team. And I think that's one of the things that you and me and Brandon have discussed is the the thing that teases Nuggets fans is when you finish third in the Western Conference behind the two LA teams in terms of best record, and then you come into the playoffs and play like a team who barely scraped into the eighth seed. You know what I mean? Like that's how the Nuggets have looked so far. Right. And it's like they're the most underwhelming three seed I could possibly imagine in the Western Conference. Well, and I hate to say that because I'm a Denver fan and I want right. to see them succeed. But you just know going into the playoffs, you're like, okay, we're coming in as a three seed, but they're going to let me down. Well, like, so you just have that, that thought in the back of your head, you know? Yeah, well, and, and going back to the trade real quick because I just found who we got. So at the end of the day, we traded Donovan Mitchell. That is the 13th pick in the, in the, the draft for – Trey Lyles and Tyler Lydon. Yeah, who? Exactly. <laughs> so could you imagine, it, had we, in a perfect world, gone back and never traded him, we could have Jamal Murray at point, Donovan Mitchell at shooting guard, Paul Millsap at power forward, and Michael Porter Jr. sitting there at small forward, and, and Jokic at center. Yeah. We would have the best starting five in the NBA. And, and I don't think anyone could argue that in a... That's a pretty strong lineup. Realistic sense. And instead, we traded him away to get smacked by him in the playoffs. So I'm right. not saying that series is over, you know. I don't think it's over either. But if the Nuggets come out and play like they played the last two games, this is... This the is Nuggets have to win tomorrow yeah. for them to have a chance to... They got to play some know, defense. Make it a solid series. And, and I'm not saying that because it would be 3-1. I'm saying that because... If they don't win tomorrow, even if they tie it up and go to Game Seven, you're you're so demoralized at three one. Say, you're in a bubble, like going down three one. You're not like Cleveland was against the Golden State Warriors a few years ago in the finals, coming down three one, of being like being led by LeBron saying, "We, I refuse to go lose this series four one." You know, you, I don't see the Nuggets having that kind of fire and fight in them if they go down three no. one, and we just can't be giving up. 130 points every game to the Jazz and expect to win. I just don't see that working out. No, not at all. Play some defense, you know? I think if we can hold them to, like, right around 100, maybe a little over 100, we, have, we stand a much better shot at winning. Because I think both those teams averaged, like, 111 points a game or something yeah. this year. Well, so I, pretty I, even offensively. But if we're just not going to play defense and let Donovan Mitchell just go off, it, like, Utah's going to win. I think one big thing, too, is – the Nuggets kind of seem like they just – when I've watched them play, besides like maybe Mason Plumlee, very few people will crash the offensive boards. Yeah. And, and you'll have, you know, almost all five guys at all times around the perimeter. And yeah, those aren't good scoring chances. Right. Even if – You're mean, not giving yourself any second-chance opportunities. I mean, even the best three-point shooters in the league shoot, what, maybe 40, I was gonna say 40 45%. Throughout the season, so you have a forty-five percent chance of making that shot, even if you're the best three-point shooter in the league that year. Yeah, that's not a very good scoring opportunity, in my opinion. Yeah, sure. You should be assuming there's going to be a rebound, right? If you're on offense, sure. Sure, if it's a wide open three, I'm not going to say don't take it, 
But if you're not a three-point shooter, don't take the three. Work for a better opportunity. Right. But then they do that, and all of a sudden it's like, hey, the shot clock's at 2.6 seconds, and now you're kicking the ball to every other person, and then you throw up a bad shot. Right. You don't want – yeah, like bad possessions. They don't, don't utilize those. their possessions very well. Yeah. They, they either rush their possession or no one moves and – the ball just yeah. gets jammed, and then all of a sudden they have to throw up a bad shot. And, and you know what? 95% of the time they're going to miss that. I haven't been watching as much as I should have this year. And obviously with the whole pandemic thing, kind of threw a wrench into the entire NBA season. But what you were just talking about, about bad possessions and stuff for the Nuggets, what they'll do when you'll watch in terms of, you know, basketball is a game of momentum a lot of the times. And what they'll do is they'll have bad possessions and follow it up with lackadaisical defense. So – Throw up a bad shot on offense, come down the court, let Utah score immediately, and just keep doing that possession after possession after possession. Well, that's how you find yourself down by 30 and losing right. the series. You know, you can't keep doing that over and over. Well, and, and I think one thing, and this, this is just an opinion on all of basketball, you know, March Madness, high school, whatever level you want to be at, if one team makes a three and it's a three- or four-point game, you don't have to match. Yeah, exactly. You, you just go down. Play your offensive possession, get some points, yeah. whether it's a two, three, or you get the foul and yeah. you make one or two of your free throws. Play good defense. Go get a stop. Defense is yeah. going to win championships. Yeah. And, and people are going to go, well, no, if you score more points. No shit. If you score more points, you're going to win. Right. Typical John Madden thing. He goes, well, right. he scored a touchdown, one more, one more point than the other team, so that's why they won. It's like, yeah, we get that. <laughs> but how you turn the tide but how you, how you, I mean, is getting stops. And I know this is a different sport. Huge Broncos fan, you know. I'm going to die being a Broncos fan. 2015 Super Bowl. Our offense had less than 200 yards, and we were Super Bowl champions. Yeah. I think that's probably the most prime example of the expression of defense wins championships that I've ever seen in my sports fan life. We didn't score a touchdown until, what, was it late fourth quarter when we had a three-yard run after our defense got a turnover and had it inside the 10? Right. And then we got a they you know they got a holding penalty in the end zone, so we got the ball at the one yard line, and we ran it like three times, and we finally scored. Yeah, defense so it, wins championships. It's, yeah, it's defense, and that's what I was saying is if you have these bad possessions and you follow them up with lackadaisical defense and just keep doing that over and over and over, and you're not getting any stops. Like the way you turn the momentum back in your favor, even if you're struggling offensively and having bad possessions, get stops repeatedly, yep. or at least make them work for it really them hard, tire it, yeah. them out. Don't give them easy fouls either. I mean, none of this easy, like letting people dart into the lane and go for easy layups or just, like like you said, fouling people, just giving them two free throws automatically, and then going down the court and having terrible offensive possessions again. Like I said, that's how you're, that's a recipe to lose the series. Right. And, you know, I know we're going on about the Nuggets, but that's our team that we, yeah. And it's just frustrating because we want them to do well. I mean, it was years ago when we had, um, Ty Lawson, George Carl, you know, yeah. we were the running gun team. I miss team George Carl. He was great. We man. averaged like 64 fast break points a yeah. game. You know, we had the home – we were like 26-3 and three at home or something like that. Like, just ridiculous stats. And, I mean, it, it just – I look at everything now and I go, there's no, you know, hustle. There's no drive and – and I think, you know, because I'm a huge hockey fan and they, they've talked a lot about it, and one of their coaches has said it, he goes, it's the teams that want to stay in the bubble that are going to stay in the bubble. Yeah. If you want to be here, you believe you should be here and you want to win, whether there's fans here or not, but you want to be an NBA champion, yeah. you're going to will yourself to do it. 
That's a good point. There was um, I was listening to this other podcast the other day where they were talking NBA hoops, and one guy brought up I can't remember which player he was talking about now, but he was saying it's almost like this guy didn't get the memo of like, hey, the players like signed an agreement saying we want to come back and play during the pandemic in the bubble. It's almost like he didn't get that memo and he's still in like ultimate vacation mode. Yeah. And I think that's something you have to consider with these playoffs is they're not a normal playoffs. We're playing in the bubble. And this is after what, four months since the season was halted. It was in March, right? When Rudy Gobert and the Utah Jazz had like, they were going to play that night. Or I think they had already played. They had already played and then he tested right positive, after. and then right after that they were going to tip off some other games. They canceled, they canceled those. those. So it's been since then. This is we're at the end of August. We just started basketball back in the bubble at the end of July. So these guys have been, you know, who knows? Okay, obviously you would assume most of them stayed in shape physically, but how many of them stayed in shape up here mentally? You know, and like kept in that game mode of like. Hey, the season's not over. If we come back and play, I need to be ready to go when it, we come back. It would have to be the ones that wanted it the most. And the thing is, is one player can can will their team to a certain level. Yeah. But you're not going to will your team to an NBA championship. You and, could you could will your yeah. team to an NBA Finals like LeBron did when he was on Cleveland. Yeah. You know, a decade. But LeBron's ago, a different breed. And, and, and the East was terrible. Yeah. I mean, their second seed in the East had like six right. wins. And we don't we don't have a LeBron level guy. We just no. Don't. I mean, and and as much as I love Jokic, I I don't see him being like the fiery, verbal leader of, you know, snapping the Nuggets back in. Like, hey guys, we need to fight back, win this series. We're a three seed in the West. We need to at least advance past round right, one. Like, wake like up. what are we doing here? You know. Well, and I just don't see him. I don't like. Who is like the leader on the Nuggets? Who's going to be the guy to be like lead the charge? I don't really know who that is, and I think that's a it's vocally. Important I don't know if they have like a true vocal leader. Yeah. Um, they all, you know, they're the NBA. I've got strong feelings about how soft the NBA is, and we'll take take that another time. Yeah, we'll table that discussion. But um, as far as a vocal leader for the Nuggets go, I mean, I've never seen one of them step up and, and try yeah. and get in their their teammates' faces. Really. It's like and, it's young guys and quiet guys. And, when, and there's a lot of Paul talent, Millsap but as a veteran to kind right, of step up and, right. and and do that and fire them up. You don't have to get in their face and uh, you know scream at them, but you wanna yeah you wanna excite them. You, you need want someone them to, to be snap like people out of it. You know, yeah. listen, our playoff. I mean, yeah, the, the, if they lose tomorrow, they'll be down three one. But you got to go into tomorrow saying our playoff lives are on on the line. Yeah. We got to show up. We've this been is a must embarrassed. Win. Yeah. Not just two games in a row. Not like oh we lost two close games. Like we're right yeah. there. We just got to fix one or two quarters. You know, or yeah. one or two plays. You got to fix four quarters of yeah. basketball for the last two games. So you got to fix yeah. eight quarters of what the fuck did we do wrong? Yeah. Because we didn't do anything right. You know what I was I actually caught the end of one of the Nuggets games the other day and I was listening to the commentator's talk and he was one commentator asked the other guy he said, "If you're going to go over the film for this team after this game, what 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 are you going to talk about if you're the coach of this team?" He said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to sit everyone in the film room. I'm going to just turn the film on of this game and just let it run. And I'm not saying anything. I'm just going to say, watch your guys' body language. Because he goes, there's no, you know, you see those teams, and the Nuggets are one of these teams last couple of games where they go down. And they and, shut down. And they just shut down. And everyone just kind of starts walking around, playing at 75% effort. It's like they're trying to play Looking victim. defeated. Yeah. That's not what – you can't have that in the NBA and survive at all because the team who's up on you – is going to just put their foot on your throat and be relentless with it and blow you out by almost 40 points, which is what happened to the Nuggets last game. You know, you yeah. can't have that. I mean, at least just, make it respectable. If you're going to lose, 
let's fight and claw back and lose by eight. Right. Instead of 37. Make, you know? make it a game to where you can go, all right, like, I, you know. Like we were right there. We got to fix one or two things and then yeah. we're, we're, we're back in yeah. there. But I think we've rambled too long on the Nuggets. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll just keep going through Let's just the, say the West real quick. We, we're pulling for the Nuggets. We really want them to win. But I don't know. I don't. I, I mean, I, I don't want to say Utah is going to pull this one out because Denver and Utah, I think, are very evenly matched. But you and I talked before the playoffs started and I was like dude we drew the Jazz in the playoffs and I'm nervous about that I almost would have rather played like Dallas or someone because for whatever reason every time I watch the Jazz play the Nuggets and I've been to a game in person where the Jazz have played the Nuggets and the Jazz you're looking at them play and you're like they're not really blowing me away and yet they beat the Nuggets every time they play them it's like they just have their number I don't know what it is so I was like when we drew the Jazz in the playoffs, I was like, I, I'm nervous about this. I don't like this matchup. So, and so far, it's I've you know my gut feeling has been proved correct. So, well, later in the week when we get Brandon on and the series could be over, we'll uh, yeah, we'll we'll have our thoughts. We'll round back to it. And I just hope even if we lose to the Jazz, I hope we push it to seven games. You know, let's like let's not it, lose four one after just winning one game in overtime. You know, that would be disappointing. We got to make something happen in the offseason. That'd be a huge. We, under, we, if under we don't make it to the conference finals this year, we got to make something happen. In the I was gonna say. We got rid of because didn't sorry. we lose in round one last year as well? No, we beat the Spurs round one in oh, game okay. seven, and then, and then lost we lost in round two. round two in game seven to the Was that Trailblazers. To at home. Yeah, okay. Which we'll so. get to Portland here in a second. So yeah, we'll move to the next yeah. you know uh, matchup in the West, which was the four five, which is Rockets Thunder. Honestly, the Thunder have some some good players, but I just as much as I dislike. The, sorry, my dog is uh, thinking that something in the house is bark worthy. But as much as I don't like, you know, James Harden and Russell Westbrook as the players, should we just pause it real quick? Yeah. All right. So, anyways, uh, I just I, I'm not a huge fan of Westbrook and Harden. I'm not taking anything away from them being great players. I Me mean, personally, I don't like them, especially Harden, who. Scores 95% of his points from flopping and falling on the ground like a little, um, yeah, you know. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he, he no joke shoots, what, 15 free throws a game? So I think Harden is one of those players that outside of Houston Rockets fans, I think NBA fans despise watching James Harden play basketball. Yeah. He's one of the most frustrating players to watch. He's great. He's one of the most talented scorers that I've ever seen. He also runs with the ball from half court. But like you said, the dude will drive into the lane, and he does this thing where he matches up with someone, dribbles in between his legs 117 times, trying to shake them one way or another. Either pulls up for a three after taking six step backs without dribbling, which is a charge. I don't know why we're not calling that. Or not a charge, a travel. Sorry, I don't know why we're not calling that. Or he'll drive past them, and he gets lightly bumped flails his arms up they call a foul he drains two free throws and just does that all game long yeah. so he gets like you said 15 20 points off of free throws i mean it goes back to one of my points earlier about He's the so annoying NBA to watch being super soft i mean even lebron and and this was a regular season game i don't know if it was this year or last year you know someone kind of face guarded him a little bit didn't even touch him he acts like he gets smacked in the head and falls to the floor and i'm like and they'll just give that i, to I him have every zero time. respect for people that can't i mean Back in the day when we didn't watch basketball because we weren't around, 
You could body people, yeah. and the ref would be like, nah, it's clean. Yeah, that's Nowadays, what everyone says about the old school NBA. You like, sneeze in the locker room, and they're like, yeah, it's a technical foul. I can't yeah. believe you'd say that to me. And everyone's like, well, what happened? And you're like, right. oh, that's a double technical. Yeah. You're out of here. And you go. And so they're giving this to Harden all the time, and a dude who shoots, well, I don't know what his free throw percentage is, but he makes most it's of it. It's got to be over 95%. It's in, in, it's in the 90s. So the dude will just go to the line, you know, I don't know, eight, ten times a game, drain all his free throws. So there's all of his points off of free throws right there. You're just giving him buckets. And, I mean, granted, he's a really, really immensely talented scorer. Like, he's a super gifted player. I, I, I actually like – I liked James Harden, I will say. I think since he left the Thunder, he's become, like, one of the most frustrating and annoying players to watch in the NBA just because – like I said, if you're not a Rockets fan and you're rooting for a good game or you're, you're rooting for the team who's playing them, you're like, what do we do with this guy? Because he's either he's just going to go through the scenarios that I just laid out, and there's like basically no defense for that, especially if the refs are just going to give him free points all game. Well, and I mean, everyone goes, we'll just contest a shot. But the NBA, in their infinite wisdom, made it to where if you're a shooter – and you go to take a shot, you can kick your legs out, jump yeah. into a person, and it's a foul. Right. So as a defender, you go, well, why don't we all just take turns? Like, we all just pick a spot on the floor. You can't move from that spot, and we'll just each take turns shooting. You know, yeah. we'll just rotate each a five-person shooting. No defense. Because you can play great defense. You're straight up and down. You're not, you know, you're not trying to come over with a block or something, and you end up smacking them. All right, yeah, I'll call that a foul. And they just jump into you, and the refs are like, oh, my God, you yeah. almost killed the guy. It's yeah. like, what do you want me to do? Yeah. I didn't leave my feet. I stood there with my hand up, straight up and down, didn't move, and yeah. you can jump into people. So, so, there's just nothing you can do there. No, and even if you step back and he falls on the ground, they're going to be like, um, yeah. it was the, the wind from your you know, breath that I've been down. I've been watching some playoff games over the last week or so, and I can't tell you how many times – I was texting you guys about it. I was like, I can't tell you how many times – the, in, in the Trailblazers-Lakers game the other day, Dwight Howard came out there, and they just did nothing but call fouls on Dwight Howard for the first 10 minutes he was in the game. And they showed the slow-motion replay on all of these fouls they were calling. And I'm like, that fouls. is not a foul. I'm sorry. It's just not a foul. And they're just, you know, what will, what will happen is there'll be a play where two guys are close to each other or someone's arm or elbow comes close to a guy's face. And they flop. The guy jerks his head back, flopping, like, oh, my God, he just elbowed me in the face. Did you see that? And the ref sees it. You can tell he's just seeing it out of the corner of his eye. and goes, oh, that must have been a foul. He must have yeah. got hit in the face. And you're like, it's not a foul. He didn't actually get hit. And What and are we doing here? That's why, for me, it, gets, it can become really hard to watch the NBA. It just Yeah, it gets kind of rough sometimes. You're, you're, like, all, you're all grown men. Like, it's okay to be physical with each other. I'm not saying you got to, you yeah. know, be throwing bows and stuff because no one wants to play like that. No one wants to get hurt. But but it's the playoffs. There's a let little bit of con. Little like, bit. let them yeah. play. I mean, I'm a huge hockey fan. In the playoffs, you can do shit you can't do in the regular exactly. season. And it I should get be, it's a physical sport, but, I mean, they're doing stuff, and the refs are like, listen, if that was a regular season, we'll call it. But right. it's the playoffs. You're supposed to play hard. You're exactly. supposed to play a little dirty. It should be refed differently in the postseason than it is in the regular season. It matters more now. It, it matters more, and, and I think, Let you them know, play a little bit. Are you really going to get a guy in foul trouble because of a bunch of ticky-tack fouls in a playoff game? Like, what are you doing here? You can't take a, a, a key cog out of a team or a, a key player out of a team because of fouls when they're not fouls. Yeah, well, You know, that affects how the coaches rotate, you know, cycle guys in and out on their rotations. If some dude comes in, gets three fouls immediately, 
he gets yanked out of the game and he doesn't have a chance to impact the game in a way that he could if he hadn't got all those ticky tack right. fouls. Well, well and on, I, I think know? a lot of it has to do, and I'm sure there's statistics out there that show, but a lot of it has to do with the name on the back of the jersey. Oh, absolutely. Jokic gets yeah. zero calls, and then all of a sudden James Harden goes in, and, and or LeBron goes in, and, or Westbrook goes in. I mean, Westbrook's actually one that doesn't get very many calls. I'll give him that because he plays physical, yeah, and the refs let people play physical against him. But if that was James Harden, shit, James Harden's going to score 90 points a game. Because I was going to say, they don't, ref, they don't ref anyone in the league like they do James Harden. Right. Like, it's pretty clear if you and, watch any games. If you're going to call that foul for one person and not for another, then I don't think you should be a ref. Because exactly. Being like, what a ref are we doing is, here? is supposed yeah. to be about being consistent. And so, you know, going back to that series, since we just went on a huge rant about James Harden, how much, you know. I'm happy. I hate the guy. OKC but. pulled off the win today, so they won. That game was today, correct? That yeah, it, it was an overtime game. Three yeah, today. O- overtime, one nineteen to one hundred seven. OKC got the win there. Of course, Harden went for thirty eight points. But um, I'm happy to see OKC get a game in there. Although I don't have much faith at all that they're going to win this series. See, after the, watching the first two games, I was like, the Rockets are going to win this series, no problem. Right. That series is going to come down to. Being one of those damn dog, those series that I think CP3 is going to have to come through as that leader. I think they got talent. I think they could they could put together you know a run to beat the the Rockets. But CP3 is going to have to put together that leadership and and be like, listen, we can do this, but we got to do everything perfectly. Yeah, and and he's the kind of guy that will do that. He he's a great leader. He's he's a great player still. But the firepower on the Rockets and, and the refs that you know play for the Rockets. Are, That's the four uh, five matchup, right? It's four five. Okay, I was gonna say OKC's coming in as the five seed. Yeah. Um, I think the Thunder are overachieving what people expected from them this year. At least in my mind. Maybe I'm wrong about that. I don't know, but I think they're a little bit overachieving. No, I'd have to agree, but. You know, moving into the next matchup so we don't keep spending too much time on James Harden. Right. So everything will go back into James Harden. So what do we think there? Probably Houston. I'd probably say Houston in six. Yeah, I'm not um, gonna I'm not gonna pick a game count, but I'm picking Houston to move I, on. I'd probably say Houston in six, unless maybe Westbrook's injury. They're up two one right now. You know, because did Westbrook play today, right? I don't know actually. I don't see him in the box score. Okay. Well, maybe if Westbrook doesn't come back, then I could give the edge to to OKC, but it's gonna be tough still. If 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 Westbrook comes back then I'm giving the edge to Houston. Probably. I, I don't see Westbrook in the box score. So he hasn't played the first three games. So I could give the – I mean, that, that to me could make it a toss-up. So, but I would still say probably Houston in six. Yeah. But the winner of that is going to have to play against either the Lakers or Portland. And honestly, I think besides maybe Nuggets Jazz, that's going to be the closest series in the West. Um, Portland, the, the Lakers-Portland series? Portland yeah. is – you know, their record doesn't show how well they play together. They're a very good coach team. They play hard. They've got a lot of big names. you got Lillard, McCollum, Carmelo, you know. Melo's actually been quietly very productive. Hassan Whiteside. Hassan no Whiteside's about. been all – like, he's been – that game one that I watched the other day, he was all on – he was all over the Lakers on defense with a bunch of blocks. So, Lakers won today, that game that was finishing up as Matt and I sat down to record, 116-108. They now have a 2-1 lead in that series. Um, I think after wa- – I watched all of game one, and it was a really exciting game. And 
if anyone has been paying attention to the playoffs in the bubble, well, really just the restart of the regular season into the playoffs in the bubble, Portland has been on a tear. Damian Lillard. Damian has Lillard been has on been on an tear. absolute tear, and he's been basically putting that team on his back and saying, "We are going to make it into the playoffs, and we're going to give the Lakers a run for their money." And didn't they have to win a playing game to just to get into the play- over Memphis. Memphis? Right? Yeah. So. What they've done to get into the playoffs has been like the run they've been on in the last eight games of the regular season, the play-in game, and then now the first three games against the Lakers has been impressive. Because after game one, when the Lakers lost, I think a lot of people were like, wow, okay, well, Portland Anthony, is – Anthony is, Davis was getting ripped because he didn't – Portland's not anything. messing around. Yeah, and I know. And, and LeBron had a triple-double, had a really great game in, in game one. Anthony Davis did not show up to the level that people were expecting from him. And I think when Portland won that game, everyone's like – you know, they're not messing around. This no. is against the number and one seed L.A. Lakers with LeBron and Anthony Davis, and Portland just came out and beat them game one. Like, and this is going to be a competitive have been, series. have been good. I mean. They've been – I mean, so today was, what, an eight-point win? I don't know what game two score was. Game I'd have two's to look it up. score was uh, – I mean, it was 111-88. So, so the Lakers put it down on them. So but game two Anthony, was the most lopsided Anthony one. Davis showed up. You know, yeah. he dropped 31. But – I mean, honestly, I could see that going seven, and it really just depends on how well Lillard and McCollum play, and and if they can. Honestly, I know LeBron's, you know, playoff LeBron is a different LeBron, but he's not like. If you stop AD, I think you beat the Lakers. I think AD's the wild card for the Lakers. LeBron's going to show up. Yeah, and, and he's I'm not worried about. Yeah, I'm not worried about LeBron. I'm worried about Anthony Davis not showing up and pulling his weight because he's capable of completely dominating a game. Right. But if he has a game where he shows up and he's not dominating and maybe LeBron's struggling a little bit or maybe LeBron's focusing more on his assists and getting everyone else involved than he is on scoring and Damian Lillard's having a game that's out of his mind where he goes for 50, Portland's going to win those games. Well, and and that's the thing. I mean, we know LeBron's going to show up whether it's on the score sheet or – you know, he's going to be a leader because yeah. LeBron's a, bo- a natural-born leader. He's a natural-born, you know, player. He's he's just that good. But if you don't have the support, we've seen what LeBron can't do when he doesn't have support. Right. You've got the team to do it. Don't get me wrong. The Lakers have the players to do it. But if this, he can't get yeah. the support, they're not going to go far. LeBron this, can't do it by himself in the West. Yeah. This year, I think he's got the best shot team-wise than he, that, than, that he's had in a while now. Probably ever since the, he was on the Heat. I mean, ever I get, since he was I on the Cleveland Heat, Cleveland was yeah. great, but the teams that were also and, and great just, those years. Right, and just what you have to consider now is he doesn't have to go through that gauntlet that is the Golden State Warriors this year, which is right. But you still have to go through the West, which is a gauntlet in itself. It's right. not the East, and, which right. we're about to get to. And you, and you still have to conceivably match up against the LA Clippers in the right. Western Conference Finals, which is going to be a hell of a matchup if, if that's what does happen. So, check this out, dude. Tonight in the Lakers' win in Game Three. LeBron goes for 38 points, 12 rebounds, 8 assists. Anthony Davis goes for 29 points, 11 rebounds, 8 assists. So when those two guys have a game like that, the Lakers, I'm feeling real confident about the Lakers taking each of those games. But like we just covered, if AD doesn't show up to the full extent that he can and maybe LeBron's not taking over a game or for whatever reason he's slightly struggling and Dame just goes off, Portland will stay in this series and push it to 7. Oh, easy. And, and Damian I mean, Lillard had 34 tonight, by the way, and C.J. McCollum had 28. Right, and and with, it's the same with them. They kind of need someone else, whether it's Nurkic, Whiteside, 
or mellow to, to kind of step in and, and fill that void. But, yeah. um, you know, that series to me is not a wash at all. It's not. Mean, it's not. That's going to be a very tough The Lakers series are our number one seed, and they are a powerhouse when they're rolling, but they're susceptible. They're very susceptible. I mean, I mean to, to wrap up the Western Conference so we don't fucking make this a, a 10-hour podcast, the West, in my opinion, is – I get everybody says the Lakers-Clippers. It's more wide open than the East I think the West is wide open, is. to be honest. I yeah. mean, I truly think the West could, could be a, anybody – Anybody who's playing their game and playing a team game and wants to be there could, could easily go through. I think the Nuggets could easily make it to the finals if they all show up and play the true Nuggets basketball that they played in the regular season. Because when you have Jokic dropping triple-doubles, you have Murray hitting his shots, you've got Millsap crashing boards, you've got Plum Lee crashing boards, you know. Now you've got Michael Porter Jr. who's been playing lights out as a rookie. If you put all that stuff together – that's a hell of a team to play against. Oh, yeah. You've got, uh, you know, you've got your point guard that can shoot, small forward that can shoot, power forward that can shoot. You're the best center in the NBA. I mean, tough team to play against. But yeah, absolutely. They are like, yeah, we're going to show up one game and then we'll show up in game six. And then yeah. what, Which game seven? Not, oh, we're right. not going to show up. And I think the one team in the West that's kind of funny because they're like really – super powered but also i have zero faith in them winning the western conference is the houston rockets and it feels like yep. for years now for several years they've been right there on the cusp of being the best team in the west but just not quite like the warriors have been well, taking them down you know and, and it's they like, thought getting westbrook was going to put them over the top right. and then the lakers and, it's, and the lakers AD, are like hey we're going to turn around Howard and get lebron and, and ad all on the same team and yeah i, I think Houston fans, it's probably really frustrating being a Houston Rockets fan because they just dominate throughout the regular season and come into the playoffs looking really strong, especially against a favorable, uh, to me, a favorable matchup against the Oklahoma City Thunder in round one. But you're still going to end up running into one of the L.A. teams and most likely lose. You know? yeah. I just don't see them winning the Western Conference. I don't so. see them winning the West either. I mean, Who's your pick for the Western Conference while we're thinking? Bias taken out of it. I mean, love. sure, I'd love to have the Nuggets go, but the way they've played the last two games, it's really tough to see them being able to win 15 more games. Um, if the Lakers play like they have, as much as I don't like the Lakers, I have to go with the Lakers. Yeah, it's – I don't know. So – I would be curious, and maybe you can look this up while we're talking too. What is what was the regular season matchup? Clippers versus Lakers. I think it went. Um, I think it went one way. I don't know if it if they bounced back and forth, or it might have been that they split. Um, I'll see if I can find it real quick. Because you know, here's the thing. I think it's probably going to end up being one of the two LA teams, but. The Clippers are in this, a similar situation to the Lakers where I have faith in LeBron to show up every night. I don't have faith in AD to show up every night. I have faith in Kawhi to show up every night. I don't have faith in Paul George to show up every night. Right. And I don't think neither Kawhi nor LeBron have enough to pull it off just on their own without help from the other guy. I don't know what your thoughts are on that, but I just don't think they're going to be able to pull – like, let's say – it's a game where Kawhi goes off for the Clippers, but Paul George is quiet. I think Lakers win that game. But say yeah. it's like 
the other way around, LeBron or AD goes off, but the other has a quiet game, I think Lakers are going to end up losing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, But what will be really exciting to see is if those two end up matching up in the Western Conference Finals and they have both superstars have a hot night on the same night. You know, like that game is going to be – like it's what if all four of those guys go for 30, you know? Right. I mean, so, so to answer your question, it was a 2-2 series split oh, there we in, go. in the regular season. There we go. So. There's no clear-cut winner there. So, yeah, no real way to tell. And I guess, you know, I'm just curious about that kind of stuff, but you have to even consider, too, looking back on the regular season series matchups is a little misleading because it was four months ago. You know, like, okay, Clippers-Lakers split the regular season series 2-2, but when was the last game they played? Well, and, and you got to think of you know? injuries involved in that. Right. And, you know, you it's know. been a – there's a lot of external factors to right. consider, but – I think we should move on to the East. Anyway, yeah, moving on to the East, I don't necessarily think I'm going to have too much to talk about the East because I think it's a, a three-team race. Um, so we'll just start with the top, and you know we can probably quickly work our way through. But the Bucks' magic is 1-8. It was a shocker to see Orlando win game one. That was definitely but a shock. I, I think the Bucks woke up. I think Giannis woke up. I think they have some, you know, some leaders on that team. You have Kyle Korver. You know, he's been there. He's an older guy. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna finish the series out. I think it's gonna be a four-one. They had a bad game. I think they learned from it. Um, I'm gonna take the Bucks pretty quickly out of that one. It's. I am too. I don't think anyone who's been paying attention is gonna. I mean, you'd have to have a pretty strong argument for the Magic, and I just don't see there being a very strong argument, especially going against a guy like Giannis. And you know, like you said, huge shock when they won Game One. That was a weird first round of the playoffs on both sides because Trailblazers took game one against the Lakers and then Magic took game one against the Bucks, And everyone's like, what's happening? You know, the eight seeds are taking down the one seeds. And it's right. like, yeah, well, here we are a couple games later and now both one seeds now have a 2-1 advantage in the series, which is what you would expect. And I think yeah. probably both of those series are going to go on to be, well, maybe not Trailblazers-Lakers, but I think this Milwaukee and Orlando series is going to end up being probably, like you said, 4-1. Yeah. Well, in... I think they got a good favorable matchup too. Moving on to the the four five matchup with uh, Miami and, and Indiana, uh, the Pacers. The Pacers they're not playing bad. I mean, it seems like every game's been close. Um, I thought that they should have won a couple games by now, but Miami's just putting it away. And I mean, they're up three zero. I think Miami's gonna seal the deal. Whether it's they lose a couple games and then finish it off, but. So, you know, you were talking about thinking every game's close. So, like, like you said, we're at a little bit of an advantage here starting this, our initial thoughts in the NBA playoffs while we're, like, basically right. towards the end of round one for some of these matchups because Heat are already up 3-0. I mean, who, who's, who in their right mind is going to pick the Pacers at this point? So, game one was 113-101 Heat. Uh, game two was a nine-point game. It was 109-100, and today they won 124-115. So, I mean, those are all closed games, yeah, you know, relatively speaking. Indiana's playing competitively, but I, you know, Heat are going to win this one. Yeah, I just, I mean, if they don't, great for Indiana. But either way, I don't think either of these teams matches up well against the Bucks, and I, th I think the Bucks will get on to the conference finals. Um, I agree. It, you know, I haven't watched enough of the Heat to really speak intelligently on that team, but... Jimmy Butler, players, yeah, you know, Jimmy Dragic. Butler is a beast. Dragic is really good. Um, but bio or I just don't think, like you said, they don't have enough to beat I don't, Milwaukee. Yeah. I think I, 
in the East, like you said, and normally for basically all of our adult lives, the East has been predominantly the weaker conference, and I think that's Always. still the case. I mean, honestly, there's been besides maybe the year you had Boston's big three and Miami's yeah. big three. Other than that, I mean, it's been. I mean, LeBron won sixty six games in the East, and then they went and got swept in the, the yeah. finals, and he. You know, I wouldn't say it was a breeze through the playoffs, but it was pretty much a breeze through the playoffs. Yeah, and it's one of those things where, like you said, they've had a couple years where they've had maybe the top two teams in the East have been really good teams, but the rest of the teams have been just terrible. Whereas, like, you look at every year in the Western Conference, the top eight seeds in the playoffs are all above 500, all really good teams. I mean, so so Orlando made it at 33 and 40 as the eighth seed, and then Brooklyn made it as 35 and 37 as the seventh. So both teams under 500. Yeah. In the West, yeah, Portland made it at 35 and 39, under 500. I think Portland beats half of the teams. Portland's a way in, stronger in the team. East. And then in the seventh seed, you had Dallas, who was 43 and 32. Yeah. As the seventh seed. As a seven seed. seed in the West, yeah. Every team in the West, besides, you know, in, in terms of playoffs, besides Dallas and Portland, had above a 600, um, you know, win percentage. Yeah. So it just goes to show you it's still the case where the Western Conference is much stronger. So. I see the Bucks as a very strong – you know, they finished with the best record in the regular season. Yep. They got Giannis, who's, if not the best player in the world right now, he's, like, number two. You know, he's in the conversation as, like, best basketball player on the planet right now. And I think he leads them to the Eastern Conference Finals, and they're probably going to win that and advance to the Finals would be my see, guess. So that brings us into our next matchup because, honestly, I thought this one was going to be a lot closer, but without Ben Simmons on the 76ers. That's another thing to it, think about, it, Yep. It really changed. Because with that one, it's, it's Celtics and Sixers, right? Right, so 3-6, Celtics being the 3, 76ers being the 6, and Celtics are up 3-0. Yeah, yesterday they won 102-94. They went up 3-0. And like you said, Ben I mean, Simmons went down, and, and Joel Embiid has been trying his absolute best, but he just can't do it alone. No, no, and, you know, people keep saying, Boston's you a know, good team. they've got other players on, on Philly, but without Ben Simmons, who I guess he – you know, when he was in the bubble, he was draining threes, so he learned how to shoot three in four <laughs> Finally. Months. That's but, been his biggest thing. Everyone's like, he can't shoot threes. But the Celtics, you know, Kemba Walker's playing great. You know, you got... Celtics have a really good team. And Brad Stevens, they're really well Jalen Brown, you know, Tatum. Yeah. I mean... They're a good team, man. They, they've got talent. Yeah. They just got to put it together. Yeah. So, I got to give... I mean, yeah, like you said, we, we've got an advantage we're at, we're with at them advantage being 3-0, here, yeah. but... You know, ever since Simmons went down, I thought that series was over. Yeah. Celtics won, whether they were down 2-0 or in the series or whenever he got hurt. Celtics, it's, in my opinion, were going to win as soon as Simmons went down because he's too important to that he's team. He's too important to that team, and I think the Celtics are very well coached with Stevens. And it's kind of like the Clippers-Mavericks matchup where now if Luke is out, it's like, man, I just – What could have been is exactly. now, you know. Their odds of winning that series now decrease drastically, yep. you know. Which sucks. And we, all, we all would have liked to have seen a, a fully healthy 76ers team go against that Boston right. team. That would have been a blast. Well, and I think that takes us well into the next matchup, too, with the Raptors-Nets. I mean, the Raptors are a great team. You know, they've, Dude, got, they've got big pieces. They just announced today Nick Nurse won Coach of the Year for the Toronto Raptors. Yeah. And, and I think that's well-deserved because – Think about it. They win the championship last year over the Warriors. And then you lose the MVP. Lose Kawhi. the finals MVP in Kawhi to the Clippers. And here they are again in the playoffs second this year. Seed and second with, seed. Uh, and basically, you know, they're up 3-0. They're, they're going on to the second round right. of the Eastern and Conference Right, and they were 53-19 and 19 in the regular season. Yeah. Not a – What was that, second best record? Second best in behind the, uh, yeah. the 56 and 17 bucks. Um, you know, they're not slouching. What they've done is pretty They're incredible. playing great. 
Now, the Nets, who the Raptors are playing... I don't know gonna, anything about the Brooklyn Nets. I'll well, be completely you got to just know that they have Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Oh, that's right. But they've obviously both been out. But, you know, they're always going to be injured because, so as be, Brandon will probably say, Kevin Durant doesn't have legs. He just has toothpicks. <laughs> and, you know, I think when the Nets get them back, that'll catapult them into a top four. That's going to be super interesting when they east, come back. But it really depends on how well they'll play together. Because, you know, Kyrie yeah. wants his own team. If there's you know, anything that Kyrie Irving has established in his time in the NBA, it's that he likes being the guy. Which and he likes having the ball every possession. Kevin Durant is a better scorer, in my opinion. Absolutely a better scorer. So, at the end of the game, if I'm on the Nets, I'm not giving the ball to Kyrie over KD. KD's a mismatch no matter where. I mean, He's basically dude, unstoppable. The dude's like a 15-foot tall small forward, and he can shoot over any other small forward in the league. Kevin and Durant is unstoppable. So, so when he's healthy, I, and I'm the Nets, I'm not giving the ball to to Kyrie for the the game winning shot. I'm giving it'll it be to Durant. really so, interesting to see if they can figure out that that dynamic there when those two guys are back healthy. Which it was kind of starting to scare me because with this whole COVID thing where they delayed the season for four months, I was like, are these guys going to potentially be back by the time the playoffs start? We're going to see a totally different Brooklyn roster than we did in the regular season. I think Durant season. was close to being cleared, but yeah. I think he said, I'm not coming back this year. Yeah, let's just save I, it for There's next no year. need to yeah. rush. There's no need to rush it, which I think is the right move. But, but with that being said... Wait, can I just, real quick before we move yeah, on? Yeah, yeah. Let me just give a quick shout-out to Pascal Siakam, yes. who's a New Mexico State Aggie, which is where I went to school. That dude has been making a real name for himself in the Toronto Raptors. Tonight, he went for 26, 8, and 5. He, I mean, he's, I think he's their new number one. I think he's their best player. He's good, Kyle man. Kyle Lowry's a great player, but he's more of a – I think Kyle Lowry's more of a – oh, what's the word I'm trying to, to, to go for? Like a facilitator, Like a facilitator. Maybe? Yeah. He, he, he makes good plays for other people. Did you know who else I really like on that team is Fred Van Fleet. Dude. He was so awesome in the playoffs last yeah. year. I loved watching him in the finals. But, I mean, with that being said, I could easily see the Raptors back in the finals. And, I, do you think it'll be Milwaukee and Toronto in the finals for the Eastern Conference? I think Celtics-Raptors, whoever wins that, will go. I love, That'll be I, I really love Giannis with the Bucks, and, and Brandon will tell you when we get him on here, hopefully this week, he's a huge Giannis guy. Yeah, I'll give it to Brandon right now. Back in college, he called it long time when ago. Giannis was a rookie on Milwaukee and like a 60 overall on NBA 2K, we were playing, and he goes, dude, I play on the Bucks with my My Career guy, and this Giannis guy is a freak. He, he's so good. Yeah. And he said he's going to be good in the NBA, and so I got to give he did. props he, to Brandon. We got to give a shout-out to Brandon because he called that he, years he ago. He called Giannis I remember him telling me, a, yeah, I remember him telling know, me, dude, you got to look out for this Giannis Antetokounmpo guy. He's an absolute freak. And, and, you know, so he called that one right. And, you know. And here he is. Fast forward a few years later. He's a regular season MVP is, award winner already. and One of the best, if not the best, yeah. right now in the league. Exactly. And, I mean, I love watching him play. He plays hard. Yeah. He plays emotional, which I, I get. Yeah. I, I really enjoy because he gets into the games. Yeah. So I would love to see the Bucks in the championship. Don't get me wrong. I still think they're too young. I still think maybe if they could get to the conference finals this year, that would be a huge stepping stone. Kind of like yeah. the Nuggets. Everyone says it's title or bust for the Nuggets. If we get to the conference finals, we That'd took be, another yeah. step from last year. You know, we advanced yeah. to the second round. Got a little bit closer. We're, we're right there. We're tasting it. Our young guys, Jamal Murray, you know, Jokic, Michael Porter Jr., they all get that. You know, in the offseason, we could get rid of Gary Harris and Will Barton, bring in another big piece. 
you know, solidify either a better defensive player. You know, Gary Harris is great on defense, but his scoring has gone way down. Or get us a shooter, you know, bring us in someone that's like, hey, you guys can score. I'm here. Yeah. And, you know, so as much as I want to say the Bucks are going to make it, going back to our 2-7, I think Raptors – I think the Raptors – I think it's going to be Raptors, Bucks in the East, and bias aside, I think I could see Lakers, Clippers in the – That's kind of what I'm thinking. It's going to be one of the two L.A. teams out of the West, and I would rather see Milwaukee go, although I do like Toronto a lot. And like I said, I'm I'm just pulling for them because they ended that potential – it would have been a three-peat for the Warriors, right? Right. I think it would have been. Or just a two-peat, maybe it might have been a back-to-back again. Because wait a second, they won two years in a row. Then the Cavs beat them. Then they won again. So they won three out of four, and then they lost to the Raptors in their fifth year in the finals. I think. So that that wouldn't have been a three-peat. It would have been back-to-back, though. I think. We'll Um, uh, we'll pull it up real quick. I was gonna say you can double-check me on that. I'm just doing that off the top of my head, but. Um, I love Toronto, man. Like the fact, just watching the finals last year and seeing them beat Golden State, like it, no one wanted to see Golden State lose more than me. I just, I'm so over that team just it, dominating. It would have been three in a row, and it. Okay, so it would have been three in a row, right? So, so. Oh 20- no, no. So I had it. I had it wrong. It was Golden State won, then Cleveland won, then Golden State that, won two in a row, right? Right. So it was Golden State beat Cleveland. Golden State lost to Cleveland. Right. Golden State beat Cleveland. Golden State beat Cleveland. Golden State lost to Toronto. Right. So, so out of five years, Golden State won three times, lost once to the Cavs and once to Toronto. So had Golden State not choked a 3-1 lead, they would have won four in a row and been in their fifth straight finals with a chance to win five in a row. Which is unbelievable. Which in modern-day NBA shouldn't happen with salary caps. Yeah. But – they miraculously had Kevin Durant on their team. They had, I mean, they even had DeMarcus Cousins at one point. Yeah. You know, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond we should, Green, we should Sean do a, Livingston. Like, we should do a whole discussion, a whole podcast on the Golden State Warriors and the Cleveland. We can't have Brandon on for that one because <laughs> it'll get heated. He, he, he'll get but I would like heated. to discuss that at some point, just four years in a row of Cleveland and Golden State and just that battle every year of LeBron seeing – like. Everyone's just tuning in. Well, can LeBron come back and just bring that team to a win over this superstar team in Golden State, which is basically the Western Conference All-Star team? You know, well, we'll just I'm just going to run through the last 20 years of NBA championships, starting in '99. Okay, and we'll just count on our hands. There's a lot of Spurs, Heat, and Warriors. We'll count on our hands West compared to East to make our comparison. So in '99, that's after the Bulls' run of three in a row. Yeah. So we got the Spurs. Lakers, 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 Spurs. <laughs> I forgot about the Lakers doing then that. Then the right. Pistons come in and beat the Lakers. And then the Spurs come back in and beat the Pistons. Then in 2006, the Heat win, and that's with – that was Dwayne was Wade. Dwayne Wade and, um, and like Alonzo Mourning. And, and Shaq. Shaq. And then – so the Heat are like, yeah, we won. And then the Spurs are like, hey, Cleveland, we know you literally just have LeBron James, this young kid. That's right. We're going to smoke you 4-0 real quick. What year was that again? 2007. 2007, so that's LeBron's first finals appearance. Yep. And then Boston goes, well, we just traded everything in the world for Paul Pierce, Kevin, Kevin Garnett, Garnett, and uh, Rajon Rondo, Rondo, Ray Allen. And so then they go on and they beat the Lakers. And then the Lakers go, all right, well, we'll raise you one. And they beat the Magic and the, the Celtics back-to-back. That's right. So they won two more. 
Then the Mavericks go, well, we're good too. And they beat LeBron in the Heat. I remember that. And then the Heat go, okay, well, now that we got experience together. They go back to back. They go back to back over the Thunder and the Spurs. And then San Antonio goes, well, that's cool. You're not. You're done. They end the we're taking, dynasty. Yeah, we're taking our Kawhi, his Kawhi, first championship, his first, first finals MVP. And then Golden State goes. Well, we just built a dynasty out of drafting people. Yeah. And, and under radar draft picks for the next and, four years, it's Golden State and, and they Cleveland. Go, Golden out. State beats Cleveland. Cleveland has the the best comeback in NBA Finals history. Yep. Probably in NBA history. Let's just be yeah. honest. Yeah. You beat the. Arguably the best, the best team, team ever down 3-1. Down 3-1 in the finals. You, you come back and win three straight. Yeah. Two on away uh, on, on uh, you know, foreign ground. And then Golden State goes, well, we're not happy with that. So, LeBron, we're going to make you go 8-1 and one in your next eight or guess what, nine games against us in, in the finals. And then they go, oh, we're going to just win our third in a row. And, and the Raptors and Kawhi come in and go. Just kidding. Yeah. And, and Kawhi. Win, win in Golden Kawhi State. Kawhi moves to his second team, wins a second NBA championship, and a second finals MVP. So, with all that being said, nothing stacks well for the East in the last 20 years. Exactly. They have one, two, three, four, five, six. They have seven. So, it's 13 to seven in the last 20 years. In the years. last 20 years, yeah. And, and, I, and the West is stacked again. The East, you've got three teams. I think you've got the Bucks. You've got the Raptors. And you have the the Celtics. I just don't think any of them really can match up well against any team really in the West. Yeah. I mean, maybe if the Nuggets sneak in, they could match up well. Like it, it, I think it'd go seven. But I think if I think the Lakers are going to go, as much as I don't want them to, because I just despise the Lakers. Although rest in peace, Kobe. Gone too soon. Yeah, definitely R.I.P. Kobe. But so. um. Um, I just think the Lakers are too, too good of a team to, to have anyone in the, the East beat them. I, I don't know what is going to come of if it ends up being Clippers, Lakers, and the Western Conference Finals. I haven't seen those two teams play enough to really make an educated guess at this point. I would love to tune in for that series. I, right now at this point, all I'm willing to say is I think it's going to be one of the two L.A. teams that comes out of the West, whether that be Lakers or Clippers. And I'm going to say I'm putting my money on Milwaukee. I'm pulling for Milwaukee out of the East. I'm pulling for Milwaukee. I'd like to see Milwaukee-Toronto. I don't want to see Boston. Never like Boston sports. I would like to see Milwaukee-Toronto. And I just i am really pulling for, you know, if Giannis can win the East, go into the finals and either win the finals or, may, or maybe just make it close and lose in the NBA finals – that vaults him into a whole other category in the NBA. That vaults him now, into that superstar. Yeah, like now he's a three. bona fide superstar. He's an NBA regular season MVP yep. award winner. He's taken his team to the NBA Finals with a bright future ahead. It's I, his league. You know I, what I mean? I think if the Nuggets can't win the championship, I want the Bucks to win. Okay, fair enough. You know, you know to be completely honest, I love the Nuggets. I have zero faith in them. Going oh, I, I also <laughs> have zero faith in the Nuggets because I've watched them play, and like you said earlier, they're one of the teams that they get down and they just are like, yeah, yeah we're, we lost. And it's like you're down by one yeah. with 44 minutes to go. Yeah. It's just one of those things where I know in my gut they're going to let me down ultimately. I don't want it to happen, but the smart uh, sports fan, Nuggets fan side of me just goes in the back of my head – Zach, don't put too much faith in them because they're going to let you down. 
Like, they might win one round, but you're not getting much else out of them. Yeah. I mean, they've got the team. Don't get me wrong. If they all show up, they could easily make it to the finals yeah. and easily win the finals. But having them all show up for four games a out of a if. series is, is a if that I would rather go buy a Powerball ticket and I'll probably win Powerball and I could go buy the Nuggets before they win the championship. Yeah, so so we're both of us are taking out of the West – you're saying Lakers. I'm saying either Lakers or Clippers at this point. And we'll come back and we'll keep doing episodes throughout the playoffs. Yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll probably keep be back in our opinions. four or five days with Brandon yeah. on, hopefully, and get another opinion. Get another opinion after some first round matchups are over, and and then we're thinking. I'm thinking Milwaukee out of the East. That's what I'm going to go with right now. Yeah, I, I would. I would say Milwaukee, Toronto out of the East, and then you know, putting you know being real or being realistic. I got to take the Lakers out of the West as, as much yeah. as I don't want them to because I hate when, you know, teams are built from free agency. I, I'm, I'm a big fan of drafting your team, yeah, you know. building it up. and build, I mean, that's why I do give the – as much as everyone hates the Warriors, they did, you know, get good draft picks there Yeah, and, and built, you know, a um, lot of pieces on that team. But I, I would like to say, too, I would be happy with seeing the Lakers win because I am a LeBron James fan. And seeing him get his fourth title – just adds a little bit more ammo in that argument that everyone inevitably has when there's not basketball games on of who the greatest of all time is and all this kind of stuff. Stacking on another championship for him on his resume would be huge, especially in year 17. But it would be really cool to see Giannis win his first title as yeah. well. I think both well, of those would be pretty awesome to see. And, and to, to put a asterisk on the best of all time, which I think we should do another episode on. That'd be a good topic to talk about. And I think I've talked with Brandon about this, and, and I want anyone that listens to this to understand where I'm going to come from. There can't be a best of all time in a sport that has five different positions. You can't yeah. say the greatest football player of all time is Tom Brady. It's like, yeah, it's like he's the greatest okay, quarterback. Maybe that's great. Right. Put Tom Brady and Brian Urlacher on a field one on one. Only one person's coming off of that field. So does that mean Brian Urlacher is the greatest player of all time because he beat Tom Brady? No. Tom Brady. Is arguably well, well. We'll find out this year with him being on a new team, but he was in arguably the best system for him with New England. Well, so, and like you said, it's a position by position thing. So, so yeah, if you want to sit here small and talk forwards about go, he's who's, definitely in, who's in the, the greatest five. small forward of all time, or who's the greatest point guard of all time, you know, or who's the greatest center of all time. Those are all different discussions. Cause right. So, so Will Chamberlain and Michael Jordan are two, two completely different types of players. Right. You know? So, so we'll bring you another episode of we'll, – we'll do a greatest, you know, starting five of all time. But yeah. I think for now, I think we're good with our uh, first round. Yeah. You know, this is just pre-initial thoughts. Right. It's not, know, it's not pre-thoughts because, like, the first round's almost over. With the first round's rounds, 75% over yeah. pretty much, but – you know, we'll be back after a lot of ends, and um, you know, we'll be back later this week with Brandon on, hopefully, and, and we'll get his yeah. opinion on some stuff and and get some more insight onto the second round matchups that are, you know, some will be solidified, others we could be getting ready for game sixes and sevens, and yep, we'll be we'll have a lot more to go off of. So yeah, definitely. Uh, so. I think that wraps up our discussion on yeah. NBA playoffs. Um, everyone out there who's listening, our whole five listeners that we have. Uh, <laughs> we thank you. Be, be sure to go out there. Yeah, hi, hype us up to your friends. Um, go out there, listen to us. We are now on Spotify officially. I listened to a little bit of our episode the other day on Spotify because that's where I listen to most of my podcasts. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on YouTube. We're on Podbean. 
Like we're on Amazon Play we, now we're, or something we're, like that? Or? We're working to get on Amazon right yeah. now. The Amazon Play video, yep. whatever audio. Yeah, thing whatever, whatever they, they call it. So we're, we're basically at all of the major podcast streaming services. So whatever your favorite one is, go out, like, subscribe, comment. You know, you know do all we, that stuff. we got a Facebook page too. Just browsing. Yep. Feel free to go follow the page. After we, uh, you know, shoot an episode like this, we usually upload it right away. We we mm. post the link into into Facebook. So feel free to follow that. Kind of keeps you up to date. Leave us comments. You know, leave us another topic you want to hear about, or tell us your opinion on you know whether Zach and I are wrong, or or if you agree with it or not, or you know, just let us know. We know we've got some NBA fans out there, and we'd love to hear your guys' thoughts and opinions. You know. We'll give you guys a shout out in the next episode and, you know, bring your opinion into the matter as well. So, yeah, definitely. Uh, and and we're NBA fans here. And I would say, you know, we, we've done our last several episodes on movies and I consider myself to be kind of a movie buff. And I'd, I would be able to have an intelligent discussion with anyone about movies. But I will admit, I don't know as much about the NBA. And I don't follow it as closely as I do like movies or even like the NFL. So, we are in here talking about the NBA playoffs, and I follow it relatively closely, but I'm sure there are some NBA heads out there who can be hearing some of my opinions and thinking I'm an absolute moron. And feel free to write in to our yeah, Gmail email and, and bring some stats and say, Zach, you're an idiot, and here's why, here's why I think you're wrong. We'll talk about it on the, on the yeah. next episode. You, know, you can comment on the Podbean. You can comment on Facebook. Yep. You can comment on the YouTube. You can send us the email. Um, you can find that on our Facebook page. and. Yeah, you know, we'd love to to have a debate brought up, whether it's through another a, a listener, and you know, you know, put us in our place so we can try and rebuttal ourselves. And uh, yeah, you know, we'd love to have you guys, you know, talking with us. <laughs> so hopefully next time you guys tune in, we'll have Brandon on the episode to do some more NBA playoffs talk as uh, the rounds move along. I don't know we. Might not be completely into round two by next time, but I guarantee we'll have some of the round two matchups locked up yep. at the, by that time uh, that we record. So, yep, we'll have another opinion on here on the podcast. So, um, yeah, tune in next time. And then, uh, till then, thanks for listening. Yeah. Appreciate it, guys. And uh, have a good day. We love you. Bye-bye.